But it's so good to see all of you. I tell you, how many have already, the first start of the, this year, seen God do some miracles already? Me too. I have so many incredible stories, and we are on day seven of our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so if you haven't got in yet, it's okay. There's no legalism in this, amen. You can just jump on in right now. We've got a few days left. And I just encourage you, on our website, we've got a link that says spiritual resources. There's a tab for fasting. It'll give you all kinds of information, where to start, how to start. There's a teaching on there. Uh, I think it even has some um, menus on there. I don't know for sure, some recipes. Uh, Pastor Paul is his doctor in naturopath. Uh, what is it again, Pastor Paul? Holistic Health. Um, he's put some information on there. And then um, after our fast, he's going to be doing four weeks on health and wellness on Wednesday night. So I want to encourage you to come, put your calendar aside for that. But also, Wednesday night prayer was amazing. There was such a special presence of God, and I'm telling you, it was really neat. So if you are free on Wednesdays, I want you to let the Holy Spirit check your heart. I want you to come on Wednesday nights. Amen. And just come to pray. You don't have to pray in the mic. You can just agree. We do open up the microphone, but you don't have to do that. You can just come into agreement with what is being prayed. Amen? All right. So I have a message for you this morning that I'm really excited about. I've been digging around in it over the last couple of weeks, and I finally put it together. I want to really challenge you this year, especially as we're in our 21 days of fasting and prayer, and it is the first start of the year, to really get excited about what God has for you this year. And I want to give you some challenging points today as how do we really have sustaining change in our life? Do you know there's a statistic that says only 8% of people who make a New Year's resolution or a desire to change something, only 8% make it all the way. So I want this church to be the 8%. I want to challenge you that whatever you're believing God this year, you are going to attain the desires of your heart. Whatever breakthrough you need or deliverance or whatever it is, I know that God has that for you. So I want to give you three things in scripture today that may challenge us a little bit. It may, you know, the word of God should make us a little uncomfortable. If it doesn't, then it probably really isn't the unadulterated word of God. Sometimes we want the feel-good message. You can do all things through Christ, which is true, isn't it? Amen. But there are some choices and decisions we need to make to get us into a better place. What's the saying? If you always did what you always, what you, if you always do what you always did, you always get what you always got. So we have to make some changes, amen? I believe God can make this the best year of your life. I saw so many hands go up. It's already happening. And even in my own personal life, some amazing, amazing things are happening that I'll share along the way. God is already showing himself faithful. So let's look at 1 Corinthians 14, verse 8. I love this verse. It says, if the trumpet, say trumpet, makes an unclear sound, how will it be ready for battle? There are many things in our life that trumpet is making an unclear sound, and God wants to change that in your life. He wants you to have clear, pure clarity about where you want to go in 2023. God already has a plan for you. He's already written the book that he has for you. His, the word says he does exceedingly abundantly above all you could think, dream, or imagine, but God wants you to be clear about where you want to go in 2021. You have to make a clear sound. Say, make a clear sound. 
You have to be so exact. This is point number one. So exact about where you want to go. You should already have your journals out and talking to God. And if you're not already, I challenge you, get your journals out. Start talking to God where you want to go. What do you want to change? What needs to be different? What patterns or habits needs to be shaken in your life? If you aren't clear where you're going, you're never going to hit the destination. But you have to know, I'm going to sound it out loud. My life's going to look different. It's going to be different. If I was broke, busted, and disgusted, I'm going to be blessed coming in and blessed going out. I'm going to have the favor of the Lord surrounding me with a shield. I'm going to make a clear sound. And what I want to challenge you in is we should be challenging ourselves in spiritually where we want to go, naturally where you want to go, business, your finances, your job, all those sorts of things, but also physically. We are a three-part person, body, soul, and spirit, and God wants all part of us functioning according to the word of God, and that's why we're bringing in Pastor Paul, which is a specialist in this area, can take apart the word of God and teach us natural things. I believe we need to have a clear mind, a healthy body, ready to run the race of faith God has called us to run, amen? And I'm disciplining, I'm beating this body into subjection, y'all, I'm going to tell you. I am disciplining myself this year, because I also want to have a clear mind and a clear body, amen? So maybe there's some things like your walk with God really just isn't there. And I don't mean religiously like you come to church and you, you pull out a scripture of the day. You know what I'm talking about. Where are you really spiritually? Are you really at this place where you're hungry for God? You're ready to get busy for God. You're ready to put your working boots on and, and you really want to hear from God in this season. Where do you need to challenge yourself, amen? I believe there's, so, there's such a, in the church today, there's a t- statistic that says, People attend church maybe once a month now. And so I think we need to reverse that and say, you know what, whatever reason why I can't find my community and I can't get to the house of the Lord, I'm surely going to do everything I can do, amen, to make sure that I'm in the house of the Lord. So there's many times that we start things and we just don't find ourselves finishing. How many's ever done that? You start the new year like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, start something positive in my life. I'm going to go to the gym. Like they always say, stay out of the gym the first couple weeks of the new year because all the new people with the new memberships are taking up all the space in the gym. So maybe you want to start something positive. You want to do a good habit, but somewhere along the way that falls off, doesn't it? We want to have sustaining change in our life. Or maybe you said, I'm going to stop that this year. I'm not going to be angry anymore. I'm not going to be argumentative. I'm not going to be jealous or gossip or have that bad habit in my life. I'm going to stop that thing, right? And then what happens? We find ourselves going back down that same merry-go-round because we have to make some clear choices. And I believe we as a body of Christ has to get inside ourselves and say, I'm done. I'm done with where I was, whether maybe last year was a good year for you, but you're like, but I know God has so much better. You have to say, I'm done. I'm not going into the rest of this year without being very clear of where I want me and where I want my family, where I want my finances and where I want God to be a priority in my life. We don't want to pick up the same thing and close out 2023 and be in the same exact spot we were last year. I can tell you for sure, I'm not going to be there. I'm already got my race shoes on. I'm like, come on, Jesus. This church is going to move. I'm going to move. We're going to do something that's sustaining in the kingdom of God, right? But what happens when there's no sustained change in your life? It leaves you feeling defeated, 
and discouraged. And that's why we've got to get that sustaining change in your life. Because what happens? We want to quit. We want to give up. We, we feel like nothing's ever going to change in our life because we can't get through those obstacles that come against us. Amen? There's two choices, options that you have in this new year. Number one, you can make a decision. This is going to be a year of victory. It's over. My marriage is going to be great. My children are going to serve God. God's going to restore some things. This is going to be a year of victory. You need to be making that shout in your life so clear that every enemy hears it and has a bows it knee to bow their knee to the word of God. Or your only second option is it's just going to be another year like it's always been. And guess which one's going to win? If you don't determine your year, your year will determine you. And I learned that in my life. If I didn't determine my day, I went through a, a season of intense depression. And I knew that before my feet hit the ground, got in my slippers, if I didn't decide my day before my feet hit the floor, my day decided me. And my day was going to overtake me. You have to be clear this year. Amen. Enough is enough. I'm taking new territory. I'm going to have godly relationships. I'm going to marry a godly person. You have to be exact about what you want because we want a change in our life, don't we? And you're in the perfect time of it. It's a brand new year. It's a brand new beginning. We've got the fast. We're going to connect God to all the things that we want. And supernatural power will take over when you connect God to the desires of your heart. Amen? So we say we're done. We want change in our life. Amen? All right. We don't know what battles are ahead of us in 2023. We don't know. I pray there's no battles in the name of Jesus. But we don't know. But what we need to say in our heart is, I will be ready. I'm going to be full of faith. I'm going to be full of the word of God. I'm going to know what God says about me and my family, and I shall not be moved. I'm going to stand on the rock of the word of God. I'm going to move when God tells me to move, and I'll obey God when he tells me to obey. Amen. And I'm going to be prepared with whatever comes our way. 2023 surprised us all. We were all like, what do we do with this thing, right? Now we're ready. The devil's throwing darts at the Christians. The devil's trying to shut the mouths of the believer. He's trying to bully the church of Jesus Christ. Let's be ready this year and armed. I am ready for all that God has for me, my family, my church, my purpose of God. So in Numbers 10, we're going to read verses 1 through 9 this morning. And it gives us a sense of that earlier scripture that I read about um, the trumpets being an unclear sound. It says, the Lord said to Moses, make two trumpets, say two, two trumpets of hammered silver. And use them for calling the community together and for having the camp set out. When both are sounded, the whole community is to assemble before you at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Go down to verse 6. At the sounding of a second blast, the camps on the south are to set out. The blast will be a signal for setting out. Get that? The blast, the trumpet. To gather the assembly, blow the trumpets, but not with the signal for setting out. Verse 8. The sons of Aaron, the priests, are to blow the trumpet. This is to be a lasting ordinance for you and generations to come. When you go into battle in your own land against an enemy who is oppressing you, sound a blast on the trumpet. Then you will be remembered by the Lord your God and rescued from your enemy. 
So we're going to take three parts of that scripture verse, three thoughts, so that by the end of this year, you will be part of the 8%. Lasting, sustaining change in your life. So let's look at verse 2. Make two trumpets of hammered silver. Number two point this morning, two are better than one. You have to make a clear sound. What do you want in your life? I am very exact. I'm intentional. But two are better than one. God has not called us to walk alone in life. We need each other. We need community. We are better together. There's a protection that comes when we have someone alongside of us in the journey of life. And I'm not just talking about your spouse. Sometimes there's God wants to put people with you that you can have a voice to. They can have a voice to you so that you are not doing life alone. During 2021, the world taught us you're alone. And in that alone time, everybody became self-sufficient. All these things, they got their word from God. What you do hear from God, and we'll go over that this morning. But it became a sense of I can do it alone. And God has not called us to be alone. He has called us to come together, gather together even more so as you see the days approaching. We need one another. Ecclesiastes 4, I'm not going to read the whole part of it, but one part of it says if one falls, there's another to lift them up. You need to have people around you that will lift you up. We're not called to be alone, amen? Amen, what happens? All of a sudden, people get alone, and they start getting into themselves. What happens with anything that's ingrown? It gets sick and sore. You start looking to it. Nobody called me. Nobody missed me at church. They don't see me. What happens? We start thinking about me, 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 but we have to be the ones to say, I'm going to have someone alongside of me in this journey. In other words, you are accountable to get yourself into someone else's life and say, I need you to come along and do life with me because I can't do it alone. I'm hurting. I'm discouraged. I'm alone. I'm going through a battle. I've got addictions. I've got problems, and I need someone in my life to walk this journey with me. I would never be where I'm at today serving God if I didn't have someone alongside of me to come along and say, it's going to be okay. I'm with you. I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to encourage you. Amen? So you need to ask yourself this morning, as you're making these clear distinctions in your life, the enemy is not going to let it come to you easily. He's not going to let it come. You're going to make this sound. The devil's like, oh, yeah? I'm going to trip them up where I know they normally trip up. I'm going to push their buttons. I'm going to discourage them. I'm going to do all that I can do because I know what works in their life. But who is around you? Ask yourself, if that did happen, do I have somebody to go, come on, girl, let's go. Come on, man of God. You're a man of God. Get off that couch. You're going to be okay. You're going to just survive. You're the prophet and priest of your home. You need somebody that's going to come alongside of you in this season. Who is in your world? So when you falter. Listen, we have a church community here at Faith Builders. God told me two years ago to put some things in place so that people can belong. And we have those ready to go. And you need to say, I need to get in those classes. We've got Rooted membership classes coming up. We've got Rooted, which is a 12-week discipleship class. We've got Celebrate Freedom to find freedom. And as I was putting these things down, I'm like, some of you might say, well, I don't need that. Well, you might not need that personally, but if you get in that class, you get a community, somebody needs you. 
It isn't always about what you need to get out of the program. It's about knowing what's going on in this church. What does faith builders offer? What is rooted about? Well, I, I'm disciplined. I serve Jesus. Praise God. Then get in rooted. Go through it. Find out what it's about and bring somebody else back to life. Let you, let you be the partner that lifts somebody else up. Amen. Celebrate freedom. What goes on in there? Get in there and find out. So that way when you know somebody that's got addictions and problems, you can say, you know what? Our church offers celebrate freedom. You don't have to do life alone. And you've already experienced it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have faith sisters. You know, get behind the women's ministry. Show up. When it comes out on the calendar, put it on the calendar. Boss, I got to get it off. Listen, you'll have favor of the Lord. I'm going to put God first in my life. I'm going to put community first in my life. Amen. I'm telling you, you will walk in favor if you walk in the authority of the word of God. Don't always bow your knee to the man's system. Come on. When I worked in Marketplace, I had so much favor. Listen, I serve God. And I have church and I have church community. And these are things that are important to me. And I always had favor. They always blessed me. Why? Because I'm blessed going in and I'm blessed going out. And I've got the favor of the Lord that surrounds me with a shield. I'd be promoted anyway because I serve God. Amen. Making God the priority. Seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added unto you. Why? Because in this season, we need each other. I need your story. I need your prayers. I need where you walk through broken and God healed you. We need each other. Amen. Deuteronomy 32.30 says, one will put a thousand to flight and two shall put 10,000 to flight. See how important two is? Matthew 18, 19 says, again, I say to you that if two of you will agree on anything, anything, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. When you know you've got someone that's coming alongside of you, hey, listen, I need prayer. Let's come into agreement. I've got division at my job. Let's come into agreement. That thing's going to be broken. I should be promoted and it's not happening. Two of us, we're going to come together and guess what? Promotion's going to come because you've got the power of agreement of someone in your life. Amen? If we're going to get to the 8%, you've got to be willing to have someone come alongside of you in the journey. Amen? And you need to decide today, make a decision. I'm not going to go this year alone. I'm going to make friends. I'm going to be intentional. Making friends and getting involved in the church programs and communities is not always comfortable or easy. We may go, oh, I'm going to get there. And then the day I'll be like, oh, I guess I'll turn on that Netflix series, get a little comfortable. Yeah, I know, sorry. Don't touch the Netflix idol. <clears throat> I will tell you this, everything in my life that felt like a strong intensity to stay away, like that, I'm just going to, oh, I'm so lazy, it's raining. When I showed up anyway, God had something there for me. I mean a divine appointment. And I will share this just briefly. I was invited, one of my pastor friends had a, it was a five-hour women's event. I'm like, five hours, oh, my gosh. Like, I love Jesus, but five hours, really? So... <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. Y'all know. That's like a long time. And I'm preaching today. Like, that was a lot. And, it was toward, and we ended up staying there until almost 10 o'clock. But everything with me was like, oh, da, da, da. I showed up. I got prophecy after pro confirmation, prophecy, divine appointments, connection. I mean, God was all over that moment because I decided to not to do life alone. 
I showed up to a sister I wanted to support because she supports me. And because of that, God blessed my socks off. Do the opposite of what your flesh wants to do in this hour. Amen? Two by two, God sent out his disciples. Two by two because there was safety and protection in that. Make a clear sound. Listen, you cannot make a clear sound in 2023 without when you're alone. Can't do it. Because the enemy will mess with your mind when you're alone. That's all over scripture. You'll come up with your own agenda. Well, that sounds good. Well, that feels good. Well, that preacher said that on YouTube. You don't know that YouTube pastor's lifestyle. You don't know his integrity. You don't know how he spends his money. You know your pastor, though, amen? You know the integrity of your house, right? So you have to say, I can't make a clear sound without accountability that God placed in my life. Accountability is a large part of your walk with God. And we hate accountability, don't we? Like a part of you is like, yeah, mentor me, but say everything that's nice to me. Say everything I want to hear. Don't, don't touch my, you know, my idols in my life. Don't touch the things that are challenging me. But in our lives, sometimes we just don't have full integrity in certain areas of our life. And that's okay. That's why I need somebody else who does. Sometimes we have disciplines that we don't have in our life, and I need accountability to get through that area of my life. Or maybe you used to have discipline in it, lost its way, and you're like, I need somebody to hold me accountable so that I can change in 2023. I can be a better person, amen? Maybe there's some things that you were discouraged with, and you wanted to quit, and you were hurt, and you wanted to give up, and there's so much church hurt in the world today, but if we would get accountable to someone and say, this is what I'm going through, amen? And you, you got to bring, which we'll talk about in a minute, make sure you bring the right person into your circle. That's so important. But you have to introduce accountability to your life. I, as a pastor, doing this for a very long time, still have spiritual accountability. And I make sure of it, not only with my covering, but with people God's placed in my life and other people outside of the church. I make phone calls. I pray it through. I want to know that I'm held accountable to decisions that I make in this house, directions that I go in this house. Do I hear from God? Yes. Am I clear about this church? Yes, but I still want accountability because I'm not called to do life alone. Amen? Bring some, this is the second part of it. Bring someone into your life accountable that is walking in victory in the area you're trying to conquer. So don't be ashamed of the area you need to conquer. If your marriage is struggling, find someone in this church, and there are many of them, that have a great marriage. And say, can we have coffee with you? Can you lead us in a good direction? Is there a good book? Speak into my life. I know good marriage counselor if you need one. Bring someone that's already on the other side of it. If their children are serving God and loving God, find out how did you do that thing? Raising children today in this world is not an easy feat. It is an ungodly, demonic, unrighteous world that is taking the word of God and flipping it upside down. You better know how to raise children in this hour. Find parents who have done it doesn't mean it's like going to be just carbon copy, but show me the way, amen? If there's an area, maybe their walk with God is, man, you really walk with God. I've seen you get offended. I've seen people betray you. I've seen disloyalty. You're still smiling. <laughs> You're still, you know, serving Jesus. How'd you do that? If they're successful in business and finance, don't try to find your own way. Seek them out. How'd you get there? You know, what, what was the process? If you want to get to the other side, bring someone in that has victory already, and they will walk you through that process. Amen? So what does the trumpet represent in Scripture? It's a symbol of triumph. 
It's a symbol of overcoming, dominion, victory, and authority in your life, right? That's the sounding of the trumpet. So it comes down to this one thing. Who has a voice in your life? Who have you allowed to be the dominant voices in your life? Listen, good or bad? Because there may be some dominant voices that aren't the good voice for you right now. They may be leading you right off the cliff of destruction because it feels good to the flesh. It seems right. It's tantalizing. But sometimes in the hour of accountability of change, God's asking you to do things you don't want to do, things that you need to give up, things that are challenging to the flesh. That's the kind of voice and the words that you need in this hour. Amen. If you look at that scripture verse, it said there was two trumpets. And if it goes on, I haven't pulled it up. They were made of hammered steel. How do you make, ham or silver, I'm sorry, hammered silver. How do you make ham hammered silver? Say that 10 times fast. That's not easy. You take plain sheets of silver and you put it in a template of design. And you take a hammer and you beat that thing. And you beat it till it takes on the nature or the design of the template. template. God wants you to have hammered people in your life who have been through the process. They have the template of Christ. They're not perfect, but they've gone through. They've got battle scars. You need the people that's going to be the influence of the next season of your life. Make sure they have battle scars. If they don't, they don't have the wisdom for your future. I would run as fast as I can because they will give you a feel-good word that will run you right out of the direction of the will of God. Find somebody with some battle scars that's been broken and they still love God. That's been betrayed, and they still love people, and they're still standing today. Not to say God can't use a young person. I mean, God used a child, but I'm talking about directional accountability. I need to change this thing in my life. Find somebody that's been through the battle because they will tell you the process that it's going to take to get there, and they're going to tell you the truth. It's easy to find someone to tell you what feels good. I desperately want in my life, and I pray the same thing for you, that you want somebody who will be the voice of truth in your life. Even when you don't want to hear it, even when it's uncomfortable, even if it makes you mad. I've always said this, if your mentor don't make you mad, find another mentor. Because that means you are not growing. They are keeping you comfortable and happy right where you're at. Find somebody that challenges you, and maybe you go home and go, who do they think you are? Telling me to come to church four times a week. Telling me to give, telling me to be faithful, telling me what, you know. You want somebody that's been under the hammer of God. You don't want somebody that wants to give you their own feel-good opinion. I don't need somebody's opinion. Tell me what God has to say, amen. I don't want somebody to be politically correct. Don't put it in a pretty little box for me. Don't, don't try to present it to me like the world wants us to be everything in a bow. No, I want the word of God. I want the hammer of God's word in my situation so that I can be set free. Find somebody who's not so sensitive to offend you that they're just going to love you through it all. Now, that doesn't mean you have to be mean. You don't want a mentor that's mean and cruel to you, but you want one who's willing to speak God's word that cuts us in this season of our life. Amen? Trumpets are made of hammered silver. Too many people go into the new year and they have a desire to change, but then they enter into the season, well, this is just who I am. Well, I was just born this way. 
Well, these feelings are just real. These feelings are just what's really, I can't change. I've tried and I can't change. Or we listen to media and government and, and what the world says about things that make us dull to the word of God. If we ever need to know the word of God in the world, it is today. And the church of Jesus Christ needs to know the word of God, not be um, dulled to the truth of God's word. What happens when you say, well, I, that's just my personality or, or this is just the way that I am? That's the unclear sound of the trumpet. The way that you used to think, the way you used to behave, the patterns of the old is the unclear trumpet. There's no change when there's an unclear trumpet sound. So many people get ready for battle, but they wake and go, well, I just feel. Your feelings are liars. If you, well, I feel Jesus. Nope, you don't. Nope, because Jesus will tell you truth. You'd be like, man, I woke up and the trumpet sounded. God says, change this. The trumpet sounded. Remove that person from your life. Break up with that person. Stop doing that. That's the trumpet. Because God knows something's ahead of you and he's sounding the alarm. It's the hammer coming down. Tell me the truth in love. Amen. I want that trumpet sound. God, hammer the, the unclean things out of my life. Hammer the unbelief. Hammer the unforgiveness. Hammer the abuse. God, go in and do what you need to do. Isaiah 64, 8 says, you are the potter and we are the clay. Let God mold you this year. Let this be the year of ultimate change. Blow your family memory minds. Look, what happened to her? She's happy. She's blessed. She's changed. She's got good friends. She loves serving God. And, and he also, he's got a community of men. And, and he's at the church taking care of God's house. And that's letting the hammer come down on our heart. Amen. So what's the hammer say to the silver? <laughs> hammer says to the silver, one of us is changing. And I can promise you it's not me. Let the hammer change you, amen. Just as the hammer is called to change you, the church is called to be the trumpet of hammered silver to the world. We are called to be hammers, not in judgment and cruelty and harshness, but of truth. This church, the goal of this church is to have the sound of the trumpet of truth coming from it. We will teach the truth of the word of God because the world needs the hammer of God's word to change them. Amen. I want the word of God. I want in this season to say, God, get in my business. I'm not going to wake up one more day that you aren't allowed in my life. You're a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The Holy Spirit waits for an invitation. He loves you. He'll, still, he'll speak in that still, small voice. But there's times where he's waiting to say, can I come into your life? Can I come in your business? Can I come in that area that you're struggling with? Can I come in that thing that's holding you in bondage and that you don't even know is keeping you away from my greatness? Search my heart, O oh God, and make it ever true. Search my heart, oh God, and make it more like you. I've been praying that prayer since I gave my life to Jesus at 17 years old. And when you pray that prayer, get ready. Because the Holy Spirit wants to come in. He wants the things that we've sweeped under the carpet. He wants the things that's calling us shame. Lord, this year is your year. Come in. Get in my finances. I'm going to face my budget. It's awful. Get in it, God. 
because at the end of 2023, I'm going to be financially blessed and clear sound where I'm going with my family. Amen? Two are better than one. Let's look at the next one. Uh, Numbers chapter 10, verse 6. At the sounding of the second blast, the camps on the south are to set out. Say set out. The blast will be a signal for the setting out to gather the assembly. The next one is the trumpet sound is a call to action. When you hear the trumpet in your life, God called them. What did he do? When you hear the trumpet, children of Israel, call the people together. I believe in the spirit there's a trumpet sounding of the Lord over the church of Jesus Christ and over Faith Builders Church. He's telling the people, come. Our beautiful brother prayed the most precious prayer. I don't know if he's here this morning, but um, his prayer was come back. Wasn't it come back? Come home. Come home. That's all. I mean, it was so prophetic. It was the sound that the Holy Spirit sending out, come back home. If you've been broken, come home. If you've been abandoned, come home. If you're the prodigal, come home. There's a sound in the spirit, and we need to hear what the Lord is saying in this hour. There is a call to action, and when the trumpet would sound, he'd say, gather the people together. It's time to get going. It's time to moving. Listen, church, we've been sedentary long enough. We've been apathetic long enough. We've been sitting on the sidelines too long. This trumpet is sounding, and God is saying, get up. It's time to get uncomfortable. It's time to get our working boots on. It's time to do what God's called us to do. It's time to get moving. It's time for action. And when he would tell the children of Israel, it's time to move, he was also saying, get ready for battle. See, God's shouting. He's saying, get ready. The victory is yours, but get ready. And when you hear my voice, I'm telling you to rise up, and you're going to conquer the enemy that's in front of you. You're going to conquer that thing that's been oppressing you. You're going to have victory once and for all. And you're going to say in this season, what used to keep me oppressed is not keeping me down any longer. What used to keep me broken has no control over my life anymore. I am going to rise up and move from this seat of affliction and walk in the place of victory. God has called me to walk. Somebody shout amen. Amen. It's time to get in the battle, people. Time to get excited. Time to get suited up with the armor of God. There are great things coming to this church, and it's going to make your head spin. It's going to happen so fast. I'm going to tell you there are supernatural things happening over North Phoenix, Arizona in Faith Builders Church. It's time to get up. Amen. 12, Hebrews 12, 19 says this. God's voice is like a trumpet. What is he saying in your life? What is he trumpeting in your life? When John, the beloved, was banished to the island of Patmos for um, declaring the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ, he wrote in Revelations 10, um, on the Lord's day, John was caught up in the spirit. He heard a loud voice behind him like a trumpet. See, God's voice is trumpeting in our lives. The trumpet isn't in front of you. If the trumpet was in front of you, it may be a signal to stop. But God's voice is behind you shouting, it's time to go. It's time to get moving. It's time to get excited. That clear thing that you wrote about, let's start moving towards that thing, amen? It's a call to action. God's voice is behind you, pushing you into the season he's called you to be into. In 1 Corinthians 15, 52 is another example. It says that in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, the trumpet will sound 
And what's going to happen? There's a call to action. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and then we will be changed. Listen, in the last days, there's going to be trumpets, and there's going to be a call to action. Jesus, the church of Jesus Christ, it's time. Get up. I'm coming back. Get up. It's time for me to move. There's, I'm coming back on a horse with King of Kings and Lord of Lords written on my vestibule. Amen. There's a call to action when the trumpet sounds. And I believe God is trumpeting in this hour. In the, in the children of Israel, when they were moving through the wilderness, the Bible, I read the scripture verse 2, there'll be a trumpet, a sound, a call to action. Do you know 42 times it's listed in the word of God, that the trumpet sounded, and they were moved, they listened, they obeyed, and they moved to action. 42 times was in one year. And then they got to a place called Kadesh, or Sinai. One year, 42 times they heard God. 42 times they saw the miracles. 42 times God was with them miraculously. But they got to this place, and they got stuck in Kadesh, or Sinai, for 38 years. In one spot. Before Kadesh, God moved, the trumpet was sounding. After Kadesh, God moved, the trumpet was sounding. But they got stuck in a place. People were moving. God has designed you to move. He's designed you to be in action, doing something for him, serving in the kingdom of God, winning somebody to Jesus, opening up your home and having a Bible study and sharing your faith and bringing them to the house of God, discipling people. We are called to move, but what happened? Anything stagnant gets stinky. Dead things happen in stagnant waters. It stinks. There's a smell. There's no life-giving. There's no spring springing up in it. We used to live on a lake in Janesville, Wisconsin, and they had to put the, the fake spring so that we could swim in it. It was beautiful. But they had to clean it up. When, when you're not moving, you get stuck. It's stagnant. For 38 years, they got stuck, even though the God of miracles was still with them. But there was no clear sound. There was no trumpet going off. A whole generation died in the wilderness. Why? God went silent on the people. Why? Because they were constantly negative complaining and murmuring. No clear sound. If we're in negativity and we're complaining, I don't like this, I don't wish they'd do that, all this negativity, there's no clear sound. God isn't speaking. They got tired of the trumpet. We can get serving God for so long that, oh, that's just the trumpet. I'm not moved by it anymore. There's people that walk in this church, the second they hit the door, they're weeping. Because they're like, God's presence is so strong in this church. Well, that's just faith builders. If you knew the story behind it, if you knew da, 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 we get no clear sound. Stagnant waters. God wants us to have a clear sound. They were intimidated by God's voice. And listen what they did. They would say to Moses, the leader, you go get the word of God. You go hear God for us. Hey, listen, Moses, we're going to stay right here, but you climb up that mountain. <laughs> we can look at the pastor and say, well, they bring me the word of God. You better bring me the word of God on Sunday. You better grow me. You better mature me. You hear from God, Pastor Barb. You climb that mountain. You put all the work in and then tell me what God has to say. Okay, just tuck your toes under a little. No, you're a word church. I'm just trying to explain to you the season of the church. 
We can get so comfortable going, well, pastor gives us the word. They're, they're praying at the altar. Everybody else. No, God has, the trumpet is behind you also. I am not the only one called to hear the word of God. There is the voice of God behind you telling you which way to go. God wants you to hear the trumpet sounding in your life. That is the saddest story, I think, in the Bible that said, you go hear from God. No, you're called to hear from God. I can tell you this. Yes, I can challenge and equip, but there'll be probably 90% of the time I will preach something. You're like, man, God just told me that last week. Boy, I was spending time with God. I had that same exact scripture verse. Why? Because you heard the trumpet behind you, and as I'm trumpeting, you're like, yes, confirmation, Jesus. Right? God's voice is there to push you. He's there to encourage you to keep moving, keep reaching, keep believing. That's why I want you to get your, your journals out. Don't stop pushing forward for Christ. Whenever you stop, the devil pours concrete on you and you become a statue. Even looking back, oh, remember how great it was? They looked back at the, oh, that was so good. Was it? Might have been a little convenience back there. They were on a time schedule and got fed when they knew, but was it really good? No, there's nothing looking back. It's only pressing on to Jesus, amen? Don't stop or the devil will make you stop cold in your tracks. Get a clear direction. Let God speak to you. Listen, put your faith out there. Get some radical, ridiculous faith. This is the season to remove negativity, remove the residue of the old days, and step into the new. You have to do it. You have to move. James 2 says, faith without works is... Stagnant, dead, stinky. That's why God said, don't eat the old manna. Don't stock up the manna. Trust me, the next day when you wake up, it'll be fresh there and moist. And it turned to worms. Why? Because we need to be moving. James, it continues to say, you show me your faith by what you say. I'll show you my faith by what I do. It's time to be doers, amen? Number three, you are God's chosen instrument. You are God's chosen instrument. If you look out, we don't have time to study, but Acts chapter 9, verse 15, God had to go to Ananias to sell, say, go to Paul, who was God's chosen vessel, and God said, I'm going to use him to proclaim my name as an instrument of God. He was going to usher in the greatest revival the world has ever seen. But where was Paul? He was messed up in his past. He was feeling the brokenness of his life, and he had scales, excuse me, Peter, put on his eyes. And it took Ananias, accountability, the two. He said, go tell Peter I'm going to use him. Tell him the plan that I have for his life. And as soon as Ananias poured upon him what God has for him, the Bible says the scales fell off his eyes. God wants you to know you are a chosen instrument by God. You've been chosen by God for such a time as this. There's something in you for the kingdom of Jesus Christ, and he wants you to know that. Amen? Paul was blinded to his own potential because of his messed up past until Ananias gave him a picture that two is better than one and that God is still with you. Silver is sensitive to light. If you've ever taken like a, a silver plate or a pot, it's a reflection, right? It can become a mirror. I think we need to take this season and look into ourselves. Okay, Lord, what's in me in this season? What needs to go? Where am I comfortable? Where, 
Where am I apathetic? What is going on in my life? Let the word of God examine you, amen? Because you want to take an honest look to say, I don't want to be where I was at in 2022. I want to be somewhere different. Are you happy? I mean, full of God's joy. Are you walking with Jesus? Or are you alone? Are you secluded? Or do you need community? Being honest with yourself, amen? Where am I going in this year? You know what your life should look like according to the Bible? It should look like Jesus. It should look like Jesus. All that the word of God, your life should be reflecting. Amen? Because John 1 says Jesus was the word, the logos, and the logos of heaven is the exact reflection of the Father. So when you look into the word, it becomes a reflection into your life. Do you know that all of heaven was designed to, or excuse me, all of earth was designed to reflect heaven until sin came in the world and the world grew darker and darker and darker. So we are called to reflect. We need to get our lives back into alignment with God's heaven reflection. Get it back into God, right? Get a picture of faith in 2023 in your life. 2 Timothy 2.20 says this, that we are instruments of gold, that instruments of gold and silver, listen, they must be kept clean to be used for a special purpose. Silver has to be cleaned. It has to be polished. Why? Because it gets tarnished. There's the corruption and the pollution of the world over time, and it begins to tarnish us. Listen, when something tarnishes, it distorts and hinders the sound. We got to go in and let God clean up some of that stuff. Amen. We got to get God say, take the tarnish. Take the residue of the past. Take all this stuff off of me, God. I don't want the pollution of the world and people's opinions to dull the sound that you have in my life. I want to get rid of negativity and disappointment and failure. I don't want to be unclear of where I'm going in this year. I want to sound the trumpet of Zion in my life. Amen? Listen, we're in our 21 days of prayer and fasting. This is the perfect time. Our community is saying we're doing this together. We're going to go into this new year with new things. We are here together on this journey. God, clean up my life. God, give me a clear sound. I need God to breathe on me, amen? I need that in my life. Last thing I'm going to close up this morning, and then I'm going to pray over all of you, is the Feast of Trumpets. It's in the word of God. It's the first day of the new year on the Jewish calendar. It represents that God is the God of new beginnings. Now, it may not be this date, January, what are we, in the 8th? No, but it's a representation. The Feast of Triumph, Trumpets, is saying, God, you are, you are trumpeting today is a brand new day. The old is done away with. Whatever happened in January up to January 7th, it don't matter. God is trumpeting today. It's a brand new day for your life. And when they would do this feast, it would be a prayerful feast. I mean, they just wouldn't go in and start celebrating. No, they would, it would actually be prayerful. It would be a reflective feast. They would kind of be somberish looking to the past. And I know I've said, well, don't look back. But sometimes we need to reflect back to what it was and say, I'm not going there. Okay, this year took this out of me. I'm reflecting, God, that relationship wasn't good. That experience didn't come good into this new year. I'm going to look to the good now. But it became prayerful. They were getting ready for the last day for the new year. And I want to challenge you, get ready. This is the last day for the new year God has for your life. 
There are new dreams, new desires, new spoken words of God. God wants you to step. I see, I see God saying to you, you're going to step through a new threshold. It's like there's this, been this wall there all the time. I see that wall as you step by faith. You're going to step through this nest threshold, and it's going to be like, God, you had all this for me? I've been hiding behind this wall of comfortability and disappointment. And once you step through, I'm telling you, heaven's going to arise. The joy of the Lord's going to be there. The clarity of God's voice is going to be there. But he wants you to get ready and get up and say, this is the last day of what I've experienced in my life. I'm doing all that God told me to do. I'm going to break my hat, my patterns, my old habits, my behaviors. It's all coming off of me. Jesus even told the disciples, shake the dust off your feet if they don't receive the gospel. Some of you need to have a shaking party and say, I'm letting it go. You're not going to have my joy, my peace, my hope, my health, my marriage, my family, my church life. I'm stepping into all that God has for my new year. Amen. You are God's chosen vessel. Let's make 2023 count in this year. Hallelujah. So what I'm going to do for all of you, I'm going to ask you if you are physically able, I want you to come to the altar this morning. Every one of us. And I'm going to pray a prayer that the Lord wants me to pray over you this morning. And you're going to connect your faith because God is breaking. God is going to break. Just come on in right in the middle here. God is going to break some strongholds of the last few years. And it may be mindsets. It may be people's opinions. It may be experiences. It may be failure. I don't know what it is, but God wants to shatter those things in your life today. And the Lord showed me that God wants to push you into that veil. He wants to push you into the next season. But you have to be willing to say, I'm letting it go. You have to let it go. I want the trumpet of God in my life. I want the sound of God. Even for me as a pastor, Lord, let a new sound come from me. Let a new fresh word come out of my spirit. I don't even want the things of old. I want the sound of the new. And I know that God clearly wants it for all of us in this house. Amen. And when you can embrace that, when you know God has a plan, God has a purpose, then you can fulfill the plans of God in your life. And this atmosphere now becomes a house of joy, becomes a house of expectancy, a house of miracles. When you are taking it to your home and saying, God, enough is enough. I'm going to shake it off. I'm going to let go of everything that's tried to hold me captive and I'm going to receive and embrace the new that you have for my life. Amen. So I want you just to close your eyes, raise your whatever you want to do. This is your moment with God. Just let him speak to your heart. Father, I ask that you show us the things that are holding us back. Lord, you are shouting, you are playing the trumpet of Zion over their households, over their family, their finances, and their physical bodies, God. You are playing the new sound, and I pray, God, that as that trumpet is sounding, they will have ears to hear what the Spirit has to say, God. I thank you, Jesus, that in the spirit right now, you break every stronghold in the name of Jesus. You break everything that's binding them and holding them down. We command it to come off in the name of Jesus Christ, off their minds, off of their soulish realm, God, their memory banks. Everything in the name of Jesus will be released 
from them, Father God. Every shackle, Lord God, whether it's the reminder of the past, Father God, whatever it is, shackles are being broken today. Father, I decree mindsets shall be broken in the name of Jesus, that they will have a clarity, an ability to see and visions. I, I speak visions over them in the name of Jesus. Spiritual visions, Father God. I pray for the gift of prophetic gift in them to rise up in the name of Jesus. The gift of prophecy, God. The gift, Father God, that they will declare, Father God, your word in this season, in this hour, God. I pray for all the giftings on the inside of them that are to be used for the body of Christ. God, where they become stagnant and dull. I pray in the name of Jesus that those gifts will begin to stir up by the hand of the Holy Spirit, God. You will awaken the word of God in them with fresh revelation. Hallelujah, God. You're going to awaken, Lord, when they rise up in the morning, that, Lord, there'll be a joy in their heart. There'll be a fresh zeal to run. There'll be a zeal for the house of the Lord, Father God, in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that you blanket every one of us right now with the presence of your Holy Spirit. God, we will make a clear sound in this new year in the name of Jesus. We will not back down, we will not hover, and we will not accept what used to be, but we will sound the alarm for this new year, God. Woo, thank you, Jesus. I feel God's giving some of you the breath of life back again. He's breathing life back into you again. You've been in a dark and a lonely place and, and, and feeling like, God, where are you? God's breathing back into you right now. Hallelujah. Oh, we praise you, Jesus. Let him touch you. Let him speak to you. Some of you, God's unplugging your ears. You haven't had a real ability to hear God. It has been that unclear sound. God's removing those things that have caused you to have deaf ears. You're going to hear his voice again. Some of you are going to have pen and paper. You're going to start writing. Some of you are called to write. You're going to begin to pen the voice and the sound of the Lord. Hallelujah. Some of you have creative ideas, witty inventions. God's awakening those things. He's awakening those creative, witty inventions on the inside of you. Lord, we pray for favor. Connect them, God, to the right people at the right place. Let funding come in. Whatever funding they need, in the name of Jesus, there'll be no lack in what they're called to do. No limitations, Father God. But, Lord, the blessings will begin to seek them down and search them out to fulfill the purposes of God. I hear the Lord say, no more. The devil will steal no more from your household. No more. I hear the Lord, big letters, no more. He has no more territory, no more right, no more place. God says that assignment is being lifted off of your household. Woo, thank you, Jesus. We just received that right now. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, let the Lord touch you. He's just stirring you right now. Let him touch you. Let his presence cover you. Let his voice speak to you.
says that he fills your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouts of praise and the devil stole your laughter he stole your joy and God says I'm gonna pour that back into you right now you're gonna have true joy again you're gonna laugh again I hear the Lord say you're gonna see the good things of life again I, I see the Sun shining and arising upon your life it's been a, a dark season it's been a heavy season there's been a cloud that you're like God I, I'm here I will I've, I've honored you if I've obeyed you God where are you and I see the cloud being pushed away and I see the Sun arising in the horizon and I see the rays of God illuminating so clear to you you're gonna know and hear God you're gonna know his path and his assignment there'll be such a surety I just see you running through the field and you're you're happy once again and your heart isn't heavy and 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 weighed down there's a, a joy and a ease of the season that you're stepping into right now we receive that father God we receive that in every household, every heart, every purpose, every calling. Some of you need to hear the Lord says he's not forgotten you. He has not forgotten you. You have felt on that back burner and you're like, God, do you see me? Do you know? It's not selfish ambitions, but you're like, God. And the Lord says, you have been on the back burner, but I've not forgotten you. I have a place still for you, says the Lord. And I will make it clear I will make it bright and you will know what I have for you, says the Lord. But your first heart needs to know, I am for you, says the Lord. I have not abandoned you. It is not over. <laughs> it is not over. Hallelujah. The Lord says it's only just begun. If you could see what God has for you, it would blow and I release that gift of faith over every one of us in this room, God. Blow our minds, God. Whew, some of you have felt in a box and entrapped and it's so small and God's broken down those walls and you're not gonna feel trapped any longer. He's opening things up for you. 